The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, right? Busted Opens the Masters class. Myself, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry. Don't forget, you can listen to Busted Open daily Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on Sirius XM fight nation channel 156 but so glad to have you as part of the busted open podcast the masters class which drops each and every sunday and gentlemen not only welcoming you to the show but hey today is also money in the bank and bully money in the bank has become a major pay-per-view in the eyes of the wwe yes it has and it's a fun pay-per-view uh i like the concept um I like the fact that a good buddy of ours, Chris Jericho, came up with yep. the concept for Money in the Bank. Um, listen, it's a, it's a ladder match that Jericho found a way to take to the next level. Uh, hanging of the briefcase. And more importantly than that, the briefcase actually meaning something. The cash-in of the br- Money in the Bank briefcase has been one of the highlights of the year. Who's going to get the briefcase? When are they going to cash in? Will the cash-in work? Will it fail? Will we get a new champion? Um, my favorite Money in the Bank cash-in has to be Dolph Ziggler, one of the biggest pops, uh, yes. I think, in the history of the WWE. Um it's impossible not to like the match. I do feel like it has become a little, quote-unquote, watered down. I don't like eight participants in the match. I don't think the more, the better. It's kind of like when uh, with TLC, when they decided to throw an extra team in there. It makes it that much more difficult, that much more dangerous uh, of a match. So I wish they would have stuck to six. I agree, Bully. I mean, going from starting with six and going to eight and then going back to six and, you know, going back to eight. It, there's been too much switching around with the formula, but I agree with you. I think the perfect amount is six competitors in the Money in the Bank match. You know, I know the WWE with a lot of their shows likes to get as many people on the card as possible. If you take a look at WrestleMania, that's why they've invented like the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or any of the other matches that they've that they've added to these shows that lumps a bunch of talent in. Uh, I don't think Money in the Bank is a better match with eight people. I'd much prefer to see them keep it at six. Uh, to me, it's actually um, a better psychological match. 
and it's actually more entertaining with six because it it gives talent more time to register and sell. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't like this concept. It's 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 a fun match. It's an entertaining match, and I love the the twofold um, aspects of it. Mm-hmm. The actual match. And then the aftermath of the match, which could take place a day later or a year later. Yep. And that's what makes this match so interesting to me. You never know when the cash-in is going to happen. And Bully, when or, you talk about... Or you could go to court and lose your money in the bank case like happened to Otis. Yeah, and, and that, to me, I know it's I know it's the world of pro wrestling, loses a lot of credibility in my mind because it kind of made that whole, you know, victory null and void in, in a storyline that played out on TV that didn't make a hell of a lot of sense. But you know what? When you talk about changes, boy, when you talk about the amount of competitors, there were changes with the match itself as far as how you were able to see it. You know, you mentioned Chris Jericho came up with the concept. It debuted at WrestleMania in 2005, but then five years later, now it's a standalone pay-per-view. So, Tommy, I think with those changes, you know, sometimes it could help. You're taking something from WrestleMania and making it a pay-per-view, and at times that could get watered down because we've seen that with TLC. Absolutely. I think the best way to describe um, Money in the Bank or ladder matches is they've been adaptive to the times. Um, you know, the the most famous ladder match, Sean and Razor for the two titles that had a backstory. And then it, it just kept on upping the ante. Uh, I've done a Stairway to Hell match where we had uh, barbed wire, Singapore cane uh, hanging there. And then you think of what Bully was in and TLC. And again, it's all these men fighting for this ultimate prize. And if you think of psychological, one, they're climbing to a new height because that's going to have literally how their new career is going to be. Or it's Mm -hmm. also almost like what Money in the Bank became. It's you are able to grab that brass ring and or crash through that glass ceiling because once money in the bank came for WrestleMania, just like bully said, it was to get more guys on the show. And it was such a big part of the show. And like you said, you knew who was going to capture this money in the bank pretty much had a guarantee that this person was going to be the next crowned person in the WWE. And I think that's the greatest part of it because then it became such a spectacle. They moved it to its own pay-per-view and then even uh, adapting to bigger ladders. Or I remember when Hornswoggle was in it, when he had the little step stool ladder, just creating these amazing moments. And I mean, so many start going through my head. And then up until when the world stopped with the coronavirus and then they have it at the WWE headquarters, a controlled environment where you're literally fighting through the building of the WWE to, to climb to the top of the building, which is basically climbing to the top of the WWE. And it was almost, I mean, Dave, we always talk old schools. Like you knew if this guy was going to be the intercontinental champion, he had a shot at becoming the face of the company. It was like the next step up and money in the bank elevated so many people's careers as well as people's performances always like got them that next shot where you always knew no matter where they were, Oh, we got to put this person 
in Money in the Bank, and it would add to it. You know, the Christians with his history with TLC climbing in that, or, or Kofi Kingston always having these amazing moments. And, and I loved when a heel would win it, the proverbial, I'm coming down, I'm coming down, I'm going I'm to cash it in. No, not my time. And people would always point to their watch, just like they point to the ceiling for WrestleMania. They'll point to their wrist like, oh, it's not that time yet. It's, uh, it's a great concept. But again, I would like to say, being the most adaptive pay-per-view probably in WWE history or, or a match because it always just seems to up the ante. And, you know, the other part, and I know uh, Bully can testify to this, I can testify to this, the risk factor and the danger factor. It's how do we top what we did before? And it's what move do we do off the top of a ladder? What big bump? And, I mean, guys, when they talk about the elimination chamber, but, a lot of people have been hurt because of matches like this. I, I spent uh, my bachelor party weekend with uh, Bully Ray in the hospital. It wasn't a money in the bank, but he took a face first bump off the top of the ladder from Chris Jericho and uh, was the most concussed person I've ever been around. And you see a lot of bumps and bruises and crazy ass bumps. Uh, the list could go on and on of like all these high risk moments because it's it's real. And the money bank is one of the most realist matches because that's steel and it's velocity and weight getting whipped into something. Or if you're jumping off of something, however much that person weighs has to land on you or they land on a ladder and you can't, you can't deny physics and you can't deny that impact that it does to your body. And once again, Dave, the risk has to equal the reward Last week, we were talking about how when young talent get together, they, they start talking about the spots first, as opposed to the story first. With these ladder matches now, or TLC matches, or Money in the Bank matches, same thing is happening. Because we have to keep raising the bar, talent are like, okay, this is the big bump I'm going to take. This is my crash and burn spot. Well, that's great, but what story are we trying to tell? With ladder matches, we have guys and gals thinking about the the biggest bump, the crash and burn, like I said. And we've all kind of put ourselves in a position now where how can we come as close to killing ourselves without killing ourselves? Let's get back to the psychology of the match. Remember, the psychology of money in the bank is to climb the ladder and get the briefcase. That's why if I'm helping anybody put matches together like this, I always remind them of the objective first. In a regular wrestling match, the objective is to win by pinfall of submission. Money in the bank, climb the ladder. So don't set a ladder up in an area that it's not going to make sense in or creatively find a way to do it. Whenever you set that ladder up and climb it, you should be directly underneath the money in the bank briefcase because you should always be trying to win. I was going to say, and, and Bully talks about it, and you guys talk about it so much on the show. I love when they throw in that oddball person into the mix. I remember when Finley was in the mix um, and they brought in Hornswoggle or I mean, think about it and why he truly is one of the greatest. Ric Flair was in a money in a bank. And I remember him just taking these insane bumps in his 60s. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. Or I want to say it was either Big Show or Mark Henry when they went to step on the ladder and the bottom step broke because of their weight. I mean, those are just great moments. And I'm sure every listener that was big listening show. to 
That was Big okay. Show, Mark. That was Big Show. I'm I'm heavy, but I'm not that heavy. <laughs> the great moments that will go through all our listeners' heads of just all these insane crash and burn spots because I just keep on thinking of so, so many. And it's cool because as a performer, the WWE and, and every wrestling company wants to give you those moments. And Money in the Bank has always given wrestling fans moments. And Mark, I know, and you've talked about this before, Mark, you got to think of the creative. Now, Bully and Tommy obviously talking about the story that you're telling in the ring and talking about the physicality of the match. But you also want to be creative coming out because whoever holds that briefcase, as you said, Tommy, earlier, it's like the Intercontinental Championship. This is the next person. But Mark, that did not happen last year. When you look at the Money in the Bank match from last year, who were the two winners? Otis and Asuka. Otis's character and personality has completely changed since last year. And Asuka is not even on the radar right now when it comes to that women's championship so mark you have to be thinking creatively who are the next people that are going to be your top stars coming out of money in the bank the whole point you look at where otis was dave Mm -hmm. otis was killing it i mean absolutely killing it oscar she she did a good job i mean like it, it wasn't like that she was you know cannon flotter but like now bully made the best point saying that you got to remember what the objective in the match is. Like, what's the point of the match? To get the knock everybody ass down, get the ladder, and get the briefcase. If you make the effort, the, the, the one I was in with Cody, with, with Kofi Kingston, and I'm, I got everybody knocked down, and I'm getting the ladder set up so I can, I can get the briefcase. I want it. And Kofi jumps into the ring, runs up the other side of the ladder, gets close to the top. I grab the ladder, turn it. He falls on top of the ladder. I give him the world's strongest slam on top of the ladder. You do stuff that makes sense as it relates to what what you're doing. And and somewhere along the line, they've stopped doing that, and it's just become – who could do the most difficult spot? Sheldon Benjamin, uh, I think, is the one that's responsible for that because he did so many unbelievably crazy. Uh, he's the MVP of the ladder matches uh, and and hadn't won it. And I, I just feel like that's a travesty. Yeah, and now it being one of the major pay-per-views, and going back to your point, Tommy, like you would hope this year of all years coming out of the pandemic, maybe you give them a pass for last year because of everything that was going on. But whoever wins the briefcases tonight at Money in the Bank, you're you're hoping that these are future champions down the road. Yep, and you know, it's something that Mark said stood rang so much with me because you're talking about trying to make sense and all that stuff. And I, listen, I was there with WWE when they took it off of WrestleMania and so many people were, were down, but the biggest part like about, and, and I watched the product. I don't even know who's in the men's money in the bank. I know maybe two guys when I used to know everybody, because that was like the primed way of who was going to it. And not that I'm not ragging on it. It's just, I don't want to. I don't know if it's the state of the industry, 
uh, there or it's just like, ugh, because I used to so look forward to it. Again, I'm still going to watch it. But for me, the day of the show, and I cover wrestling on our show for not to know who is in this match speaks volumes because it also it's about the build. It is about the build. It's about who's going to come out of it. And maybe, Mark, like to your point and Bully, to your point, maybe right now it's just about the excitement. It's about having fans back in the arena. How can we get them pumped up and let's do some crazy stuff on this ladder that's going to attract attention, get a crowd going. But I'm I'm praying. And listen, these are the men that are involved in the, in the money in the bank. Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens. King Nakamura and Seth Rollins, to your point, Bully, going back to that large amount of wrestlers in the ring. The women, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia. You're hoping that in this group there's going to be somebody that's going to be a big star coming out of it. Because, Bully, they can make a star out of these matches. You don't have to just make one star. You can make everybody a star. In, in yeah. my world of pro wrestling, the way I think of things in my mind, if you're going to have eight people in a ladder match, all eight of those people should be able to take a step forward. Obviously, whoever wins the money in the bank is going to take a giant leap forward, but that doesn't mean the other seven can't. Everybody should get over. Everybody should win. And then, you know, I talked about earlier some of my concerns. Sometimes I get concerned for the women because the women are on such a mission to prove that they can do matches like these as well as the men outperform them that sometimes they're taking crazy bumps that maybe is not in their best interest to take. And I see things that I get not cringe, like uh, cringe in a bad way, cringe in a way where I'm like, I'm concerned for their safety. And this all goes back to what we're talking about. Constantly having to raise the bar, the death defying spot, you know, the, the, you know, Mark talked about the Shelton Benjamin. Everybody's trying to have that Jeff Hardy moment on the top of a ladder. And it's not going to happen for everybody because not everybody or n nobody is a Jeff Hardy or a Shelton Benjamin. So do what works for you. Work to your strengths and then realize what everybody else's strength in the match is and then build your match from a psychological standpoint like that. Uh, so many great uh, cash-ins. I agree with you, Bully. I think the greatest cash-in was Dolph Ziggler at the Meadowlands the night after WrestleMania. I mean, here was a heel Dolph Ziggler, you know, uh, cashing in, getting one of the biggest pops I've ever seen. Mark, is there, are there any memories of, you know, cashing in or even the Money in the Bank match in general that stands out for you? You know, I, I think that you, you you hit it on the head. Dolph was the most effective Um Miz, I think, carried it the longest and made the most out of it. He, he every week it was something with Miz, and, and and I think if that's a byproduct of it just being Miz, because mm -hmm. he had Miz TV, Miz was always stirring the pot with other people, so he had a he had the the, the light was shining on him already. He really didn't need the briefcase, you know. A lot of people didn't think that he deserved it in the first place. That he didn't need it. Like, give it to somebody that needs a shot in the arm. Uh, I think that this, the 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 money in the bank that's coming up uh, this Sunday, uh, I would like to see Riddle, who is like 
killing it right now have a real strong showing. I'd like to see Big E right up there with him as far as who should win it, those two. It's not always about going over, but getting over. And that should be the spot where Ricochet and Morrison, they get over with everybody, but they don't quite get the prize. Nakamura and Kevin Owens, like those guys, uh, I want to see a crash and burn from somebody. And, and you, you got to kind of lay it out like that. Like who's who's the who's the major player? Who who's the who's the two guys that are going to have the the greatest influence in it? And then everybody has to have a role to get over. Like Bully said, man, everybody, look, man, here come your time. You better shine and don't let it just be a big gang of people. And if I see one more of the everybody is all piled up on the floor and the guy jumps off the the top of the ladder when he's already on the damn ladder and he can grab the briefcase, but he goes, should I win this thing or should I jump on everybody? That's the dumbest shit. I don't know who did that first. (laughs) But they should be flogged. <laughs> like, win it. Go win it. Why would you do that? So stuff like that shouldn't happen in this one. I hope not. Dave, Dave, just one quick last point. Like, talking about everybody should be getting over. I'm glad Mark agrees. I'm sure Tommy does also. Uh, TLC. Uh, when you think of the TLC matches, who do you think of? I think of I think of you. I think of the Dudleys. I think of the Hardys. And I think of Edge and Christian. How come you don't just think of one team? Edge and Christian won almost. Edge and Christian won all of them. How come you don't think of Edge and Christian? Because everybody got over. Yeah, I'm just using. I'm using what we did as an example to back up what I'm talking about. Everybody got over. Edge and Christian won all those matches. They won the triangle ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. They won TLC1. They won TLC2. You never only talk about Edge and Christian. You talk sure. about all three teams. That's my last well, point. Well, guys, I think it's a great last point. Guys, I'm really looking forward to Money in the Bank. It's going to be exciting. Like you said, more than just the winner should get over, but... Whether it's part of WrestleMania or now a standalone pay-per-view, it gives us some of the best moments in the WWE. Guys, thank you so much, Bully, Tommy, Mark. Again, you can listen to Busted Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. And, of course, subscribe and comment the Busted Open podcast and the Masters class each and every Sunday right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 